One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. You are listening to Achten Millwall. Listening to Acton Millwall Emergency Broadcasting Special, a public service broadcast made on behalf of the Real Millwall Fan Show and Acton Millwall, broadcasting from South Bermondsey. Huge welcome, dear listeners. Welcome back to um, a special edition. No, it's a normal edition. We are declaring. Gentlemen, normality. Normality is returning. You hear it here first on Achtung Millwall to celebrate the return of football. And it's official now. I have two very special guests. Number one special guest, the new shoppers, Ryan Loftus. Welcome to the show, Ryan. Good afternoon. Um, yeah, normality as normal as normal gets in these times, but it's good to be back. It's good to have football on the horizon for a change. It's like uh, the week before Christmas, I think. Yeah. And I'm going to struggle to sleep by the end of the week. But uh, yeah, it's good to be back. <laughs> Thank you very much, Ryan. And on his return from Dunkirk, he got off the boat, he got on the train, he made it back to a location somewhere in the Essex Never regions. It's Mr. National Service, Mr. Harry Warren. Welcome back to the show. You've been missed, mate. Oh, thanks. It's uh, nice to return from National Service. It's not quite over yet, but uh, we're winning the battle. So um, it's, it's nice to actually have an afternoon to myself. Um we, the reason we're gathered here today is the return of football. And it's been declared that the fixture list has been announced, chaps. And we have football at the Den, albeit behind closed doors, of course. Um, 20th of June, it is game on. We are going to be playing Derby County at home. Um, how good is that? Um, Very good. <laughs> are we excited for the return of football? Are you excited, Harry? Um, yes and no. Um, I have obviously um, some. Uh, what's the word? I have some concerns regarding the uh, return of football. I have um, not not from a technical point of view in terms of whether it's safe to do so. I personally think it is safe to do so. I um, no longer. Uh, from my own experience of working through the worst of this, um, being tested every day, not to the level that these professional football players will be tested to, I might hasten to add, have a real issue with empty stadia. Now, at the beginning, um, but by the time we get to Wembley, by the time, in two months' time, by the time this is open, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. With events going on outside, you cannot tell me that you will not get football fans gathering outside of stadiums. And it is a major concern of mine. I mean, Beggar's Hill at the old den, we've got the new den version of that. If you come in through the, um, sort of up through Silwood, you, you can watch the den from there. Um, mm. There's no way to stop that. It's a public footpath. Um, and I'm excited for football, but... It's to finish this season, I can understand, and I'll probably accept it like most football fans. But my concern is that in September, if we want to start football again, I will be very annoyed if I don't get to watch Millwall in person because I'm being tested every day at my workplace. I know I don't have COVID-like symptoms, uh, you know, um, 
and I've paid my money and I want to go and watch my team. That, that's the, the deal and end all for me. Ryan, I mean, the Bundesliga, um, which has been running for a couple of weeks now, believe it, in Germany, mm. um, there, there were some early games, as I read it, you might, you might know more, but um, crowd gathering outside the stadium, has it been a problem over there? Or is it, is it, is it, is it okay so far? Um, I haven't heard anything from Germany. I know there's like a couple of cases earlier on where teams had to have games postponed because of positive tests. I think Dresden had a their official restart like pushed back a week because they were missing players who tested positive. Yeah, I haven't heard anything about crowd gatherings, <clears throat> um, but like like it says, it it's made more of concern as things build to the crescendo. You know, like police in England are worried about Liverpool fans, Leeds fans yeah. when it gets motion. Like if Millwall fans. You know, if Millwall were to get for a playoff push, I don't know. I mean, any team really, not this isn't a Millwall thing, but it's, if any team is in the playoffs, you know, that's normally the pinnacle for championship fans. You know, that those week or, that week or two, those three games are the, what you've paid your money for for this maybe that season, maybe the, the two or three seasons before. And it's, it'll be a problem. I think it's hard to say it can't come back. And, and like he says, like, it's, it's good that it is coming back. Um, I'm really excited for it personally. And I think they, they they almost don't have a choice but to bring it back. I think that the crowds thing is something that the police are going to have to work out. And the next season, again, like H says, is uh, you know when we we're in the Premier League next year, it's going to be the one <laughs> the one year where we can't uh, go and watch Millwall. So that'll be an interesting one. I think the world, not just football, but the world is going to have to learn to function with in a COVID society. You know, as it is testing and protocols you can't I mean you know really it's it's not going to go away until there's a vaccine so you're going to have to learn to operate safely to test people you know it'd be hard to leave an industry like football that is as popular as it is with no fans for a year I mean that would just you just it, see teams dropping I don't fans. think it can function no. without fans I mean no. we'll we'll come on to next season well let's, let's tackle it now I mean it's as good a time as any because I, you know, I, I know. I think we all know on this on this show, and I think the listeners know that the football is in a financial crisis. Many, many clubs are no football, no money. Um, that can't go on. They can probably the championship probably can and must complete the season because the financial penalties are not doing so. Probably make it the only realistic um, way forwards at the moment. But. That can't. I can't see how that can continue into whatever a next season is, and who, who knows what that might be at the moment. Because, as as Ryan said, as you've said, Harry. I mean, um, it seems to be that you can function to a level in this COVID society. You can temperature check. You can do all the things that you do when you go into your place of work. Um, but that doesn't lend itself very easily to a football stadium as, as we've known it all of our lives. So who knows what next season is going to look like and when it could possibly start. I mean, mm. for, from my point of view, with Millwall, it's probably easier than most clubs. Um, and I think it should be treated as a club-by-club basis. Um, you're two metres apart. Um, the statistics are that basically if you're outside, um, it's a less, a less higher chance of obviously catching covid if you say to people the rules of the stadium are now you have to wear a face mask. I mean, treatment done it in the 70s, so it shouldn't be too much of a problem for Millwall. Um, <laughs> if you put a face mask on and my, I mean, my personal uh, uh, protective equipment when building these ventilators is to wear a mask, is to wear wraparound glasses of the Oakley style sort of early okay. 2000s yeah. wraparound um, to stop any uh, fluids and any droplets getting in your eyes. Um and basically constantly washing hands and having your temperature checked when you go in. Now, these are all things that Millwall Football Club can enforce. They can, it's their stadium, it's their land. Um, If you were to have season ticket holders, I don't know what the count is on season ticket holders, but... I believe believe about 8,000, but I'll stand to be corrected on a few 8,000, what's what's the den hole, 22? 20 well 18,000 I think but you, right. you could you could use your way in I suppose you, yeah, there's, there's things you right. could do so, so this so this is my point the season ticket holders the idea of this um uh, that you couldn't possibly do it you can possibly do it it's more difficult but it will become more of a problem as we go longer in it's fine yeah. everyone will accept it for this season but I will really start to struggle and this is the thing as well with 
general, it's not really a football question, it's a general society question. And the, yeah. you know, for all the flaws of the government, the very good decision was to put people onto furlough because it took away the fact that you had to go and make a living. It took mm-hmm. away that basic human need to live by, by keeping you indoors. The problem is, is you've made it a little bit too cushy for everyone to do that. You, you've made it that we now don't have a, for fears, for some people that is totally acceptable. But if you're telling people to go to work, but they can't go to the pub, so where is the risk? They can go on the tube, but they can't go to football. People will really struggle to accept their liberties being taken, but only for certain things. And this is the problem that I, that I personally find it. I, I feel that you are, you're really blurring the lines when you expect people to get on a tube train in central London and then not be able to go and watch their team for the excuse of social distancing. Um, I, so I, and that's my problem with you, really. Well, I just think it's, it's interesting, like, I kind of agree with what Harry's saying there, and I think it's interesting that, like you're saying, you know, I know people who are going, going back to work and getting trains into work every day as it's normal. They've said they're not as busy as usual, but, you know, it's you're at risk. Um, you wonder maybe, as, like, teams just cannot, bottom line, cannot function without fans. Like, the championship, no, they can't. They can't. The championship yeah. as a league is on a tipping point anyway, where... You know, you look at Derby, you look at, I mean, Reading, I think their playing budget is insane. I think they spend like £1.37 for every pound they bring into the club on wages. They're just losing money. Just so many teams, Stoke, Sheffield Wednesday, just hemorrhage of money in the league. So if you bring away, take away their fans, they're, they're, they're going to collapse. And that's without even going lower down the pyramid. So, you know, you, you like you say, Harry's like, he's saying, you know, you can bring in certain measures as football clubs. Could you do reduced stadium capacities? You know, could you say, your stadiums are allowed to open as long as they're half full or uh, you just you know, go to 75%. Ballot from season. Yeah, you know, exactly. You so from season, season, ticket holders, season tickets get, say, say season ticket holders automatically get their tickets if that is under a certain capacity. Other clubs, maybe not, you go in a ballot and like you say, maybe get a refund on a game-by-game basis. But think even lower down the pyramid, you know, if you've got a club at non-league who are getting a few hundred fans, like that's easy to do, like socially distancing, you know, so it's about, I think it will come to a point where it will, it, will, it will be kind of put to the public how we deal with this situation in terms of people have to be responsible. If you have symptoms or you feel like you're at them. risk. No, of course. <laughs> no, the, the, the trouble with the pub- that's the wor- That's the problem, but you trouble know, is the public. it will come I mean, to that point. I mean, you, you're just picking up on that point. Just before we started recording, I was just flicking through the phone and there was a, a, a news report. I can't remember which MP it was, whether it was... Uh, conservative or, or Labour, it doesn't really matter in some ways, but there was an argument for reducing the um, the, the safe distance, which is currently two metres around yourself, reducing that to one metre. Um, and the, the, the thrust of the, um, of the MP's um, point was that that means that you can do more stuff. You can maybe open up um, places with a one meter circle around, like a like a, like a catering outlet or a, you know a bar or a something. Bar like that. <clears throat> yeah, something of that kind. Business can take place, and and that was the thrust. I and mean, that's a very valid point, in my opinion, because as we've both touched on, or three of us have touched on, um, business has to take place. Otherwise, we're going to be living in the Stone Age at some point. And that, this this can't continue as it is. And Millwall, for example, which is the point and purpose of our show today can't function unless um, there are fans in the ground spending money now how you do that anything's possible in my opinion I mean you can you can <clears throat> take the, the precautions that, that you take going into a place of work temperature blah 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 you can socially distance around yourself with 8,000 fans in a 20,000 stadium ought to give yourself in an open space ought to give you sufficient um, safety whilst you're sat watching the game inside the, the ground you can probably organise going to the toilet, going to the to the to the uh, to the, the 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 hot dog outlet, and all that kind of stuff. Reasonably safe with enough staff. It's it's the cost versus how much money will the club be making. It's a very very difficult situation, and I I, I don't have answers. And I know that the the club are. Well, I don't think we're going to beat around the bush. I think the club, but for John Berylson's largesse would be on its on its knees possibly on the floor because we're, we're functioning on nothing at the moment 
I, yeah. I would suggest with the financial fair play that um, at this it will break financial fair play. So I don't think it's physically viable for financial fair play implications <laughs> to be brought in. I think that if you bring financial fair play into this, you'll break football because you can't, you know, if Berylson could pump for whatever reason to save the club and to keep it as it was before COVID, if Berylson's got the money to put £20 million in, in this instance, this isn't the same as Man City going and spending two hundred million so they can go and buy Neymar. You know, it's not. There's got to be from football as a whole um, a understanding that financial fair play is from a pre-COVID financial collapse. Um, I mean, we can go into that. The fact that I'm very, very concerned with reading, obviously, the um, reading the uh, the statement from which was put up on House of Fun. Um, mm. <clears throat> what shocks me is Sky Sports or well, Sky Television, who sponsored said league that we're in and the Football League with 91 clubs now as it is, um, in its attitude to its base, its customers, its key customer are the fans. The fans will only watch it if there are clubs. The clubs are in trouble, and I'm pretty sure everyone sat at home and watched telly and consumed their media for the last but no one's, well, weeks like, or so I mean the, the, the Sky TV is an interesting point because I was talking to somebody else about the same same idea that football now pretty much like many big sports I think you can say the same about the other big sports that we all follow different ones but football especially is now um, bound hand and foot to two big TV providers Sky TV and BT Sports that's that's the way it is um, and lo and behold, um, I think everyone's discovering it was never actually like a friendship. They never, they never no. cared about us. It was only ever a business. They were buying a product. They wanted people to subscribe. And yeah. if there's no, no reason for people to subscribe, they want their money back. It's like well, discovering think, that your, your partner's <laughs> nick, nick the mortgage money almost. You I, know? I think the problem with the, the TV deals is, uh, and you know, to a larger extent, the problem with English football that I think like it says, financial fair play, and I know those talks of kind of suspending it when this started. I think that will be a question asked maybe further down the line. But I think what COVID has kind of highlighted, which everyone knew but kind of wouldn't talk about, but with the TV deals now especially, is that they don't give a shit about the EFL at no, all. They don't. No. They're only interested in the Premier League. And a lot of football media is only interested in the Premier League. And they kind of give a few games to the championship and they give a bit of money to the championship and less to League One and even less to League as a as a favour. I would basically. happily, I would happily, as Millwall said this to me, I, I'd pay it. If you charge me £50 a year extra on my season ticket every year mm. and you told Sky to fuck off every time they asked for a live game for Millwall, mm. you were in their league, I would happily pay it. After this, mm. I think a lot of Millwall will feel the same. Millwall should do their own deal. Fuck it. I think well, they're, 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 they're limited. They're limited. Well, it's interesting. They are limited, uh, but you could sell. You could sell. This will prove every single club after this will be in a contractual. Uh, again, we talked about it before in the original show after lockdown and seeing them football was cancelled. I think it was the last show that I was on. Yeah. We, we talked about the litigation, the legal challenges that will come from this. Just because we've got football back going, don't think that these legal challenges will be over. I mean, I'd like to point out that the Athletic, a few generally really care about football. Don't tell people to sue their football club for their fucking refund no, because all, yeah. you are the absolute worst type of people going. There's well, yeah, I think, I think that one was the, uh, in particular, the Sunderland one where, you know, they were, they handled it quite badly. But I would agree with that. Yeah, like I, I saw that and I was just like, most surely most football fans you could be offered the refund and go, look, I know the situation. And if I can afford it, because, you know, not everyone can afford it. At Absolutely. Times, like, people might have lost jobs, but if you can afford it, most football fans, what, 90 quid people might be foregoing. And I can understand, say you've got four season tickets for a household, you might want a couple of them refunded for the kids and you leave a couple. Like that's, I can understand that. But like you say, Encouraging fans to go after their own clubs, it's surely just not in the spirit of things. That's, Why don't that's... we all just get together and go after the TV companies? If you well, all don't it. pay the fucking TV, no one's well, going to fucking... BBC well, can I afford find... to buy it, and you can have it on every channel and on a red button, and you'll have a better service because they'll actually give a fuck about you. Um, the realisation, I hope, that people generally, not just in football, but probably across what you might call society, is that the media... And TV, well, media, same thing, but also the athletic in this particular situation are not 
often they're selling your products. Often the people that write this stuff from from right and left, in in, in you know depending on your paper of choice or your station of choice or whatever you listen to, they often they're doing it for <laughs> doing it for a living. <laughs> they they, they sell your you. stuff. Yeah. Well, they don't well, care, they don't care for the the purpose or the ends to which their words are used. So, mm. just to use this a very small scale example, the 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 Athletic who are trying to put together a fan campaign to sue or to get their, their the remainder of their season ticket money back from the clubs involved and that we're talking about Millwall because that's the one that we care about but if that succeeded that would probably um if not cripple it would put a big big punch in the in the in the belly of, of many many football clubs at a time when they're already being kicked about so yeah and that the reason that the athletics are doing that is because it helps get subs you know people think oh wow this is a yeah Crusading. Um, it seems like it's for the people. Yeah, I mean, what's, what's interesting? The people vote for the Nazis, though. The people don't really know what they're <laughs> no, doing. No, we're on a different and podcast. People vote for the Nazis and like Coldplay. They can't be trusted. Um, <laughs> no, well, I, I just think with the with the TV stuff, I think what's what's gonna. I mean, I personally think out of out of this, this is probably the biggest t- chance of a European Super League being formed currently. But I think what's going to happen with Sky and and BT, which they're going to have a problem with if they don't kind of play their cards right here, is in the next, I don't know, few years, maybe five years or so, the Premier League are going to take all their broadcasting in-house. They're going to create their own Netflix style. They're already doing it in Singapore. They're trialling it, I think. They do it with the US sports, That's it. And that's the model they want to move to. My baseball, the same. They're trying to bring in... in, uh, the chief executive is it who they're looking for who TV backgrounds rather than sports backgrounds they want they're going to move towards their own Premier League Prem flicks I think people are calling it at the moment and that could spell the end for Sky and BT in terms of their sport because most people Sky's kind of built it off the back of its football coverage really you know yeah. that's what is its crown jewel and gets its most of its money and that is a worry for them and so I think if they treat the EFL badly and Get on, get on, you know, a worse relationship than they are at the moment. And think about when, if Leeds get promoted this season, they're, they're going to be less inclined to show any championship games because about 75% of them that they do show at the moment are Leeds games. So, you know, I think Sky have to, they have to play their cards right here with the wow. championship and the football league because in a few years they might find themselves with no premiership to show and no clubs that want to do a deal with them. You are listening to Achten Millwall. I also mentioned our nomination to the podcast awards listeners um, because just as Ryan mentioned Leeds, um, we, we've been nominated to the football content award podcast. Vote for us. Um, I'll put a link in the tweets when we put it out. But it made me laugh because initially they'd forgotten to include us. So I've been, I've been emailed previously to say that we were nominated, hurrah. And then when the actual thing came out, um, they forgot to include Acton Mill, but they had two lead, Leeds podcasts in there. And um, I emailed them back and they included us, so we are now contenders. But I had to laugh at the two Leeds podcasts because there isn't enough coverage of Leeds at the moment, is there, on, on uh, no. mainstream television? No, not enough coverage of Leeds. There's also not enough ex-professional football players with Patreon accounts for their Under the Cosh podcast. I'll call them out, fuck it. Um uh, yeah, there's not enough people calling for your money, your hard-earned money. We do this show for free, um, yeah. and all the money that we do make from it, which isn't a lot, but whatever we do make, we give it to charity because that's the kind of man that Nick is, and that's all the people connected to the podcast. Every single voice you hear on here is absolutely fine with that and, and applause that decision. So what I'm trying to say is we're not better than you. We're just a higher moral standing. That, and then really football is without morals and Sky are without morals. And we should go to the BBC. But only and if they get rid of Gary Lean. And if you met the five blokes that put together this podcast, you wouldn't necessarily think they're men of moral standing either when you meet them. But there we are. <laughs> not, not when the recording lights off, Nick. You know, as soon as the record comes in, we'll, we'll professionally train. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that, that, that's that's the. I mean we we don't claim we don't do lies we don't do in lies either. This we try not to. We, try not we don't to. we don't claim an amount of listeners a week that clearly is fabricated. Fifteen thousand last time I checked. Wasn't it? <laughs> Say it like that. I mean, no, I've, if, uh, only, if only, if only. I mean, I've been away. This is the point. I've been away, and I've been I've been sitting back and watching from afar. You know, and um. You see a lot of stuff when you're not when you're not in it when you're yeah. when you're sort of working during lockdown. 
um, all the people, you know, at home and enjoying themselves. And I was waiting for the return of football. And uh, yeah, I see we get nominated and I think, oh, this is good. Let's see who we're up against. Oh, they've got a Patreon account. Oh, they've got some merch. Oh, they've got a Patreon account as well. Oh, they've got a YouTube channel. Oh, they've done this. So yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting. It's weird. Right. I mean, we, we're veering off a tangent because we set out to talk about June the 20th and the return of Derby County to New Orleans. But... We don't get to call Rooney a fat cunt. It's really disappointing. <laughs> Let's get yeah. back on message. <laughs> But the whole, I mean, the whole Patreon thing, I, I get why people do it. Um, if you're going to try and do podcasting or YouTubing and all that kind of thing for whatever your interest is, you, you won't make much money out of any of it, any of it individually. I'll, I'll tell you that much for nothing, listeners. Um, so if you're thinking about making a living, then you've got to do the maximum amount of stuff that you possibly can. You've got to do it all the time. It, it's actually quite, um, is it, I mean, I've done a lot Draining. of podcasts. Well, I've done a lot of podcasting in these past three months because I thought, well, maybe it will. And it, I've had some really nice messages from people, and it has helped to um, how can we put it, raise raise spirits in difficult times. That that's my reward. But it's it, uh, this last week since the football has started to come back, I've probably taken my foot off the gas pedal a little bit. I've not done as much. Um, put out one of the Australian podcasts today, but it's been quite nice not to be constantly thinking about what your next show is going to be and what you're going to say and not researching it's, it was it, it to do that all the time and to the point of my my making is it's quite hard work you know you, you never never get a chance to stop I, i'm thinking of these uh, youtube channels that go out you've got to be on it all the time and you can never not be anything less than brilliant because somebody else is going to be coming in nicking your your hard earned anyway that's a tangent and unrelated to the point of today's show um Derby County, gentlemen, 20th of June. The Derby County on the agenda. Um, they have a very poor away track record, but we won't have our home advantage. So mm. it's going to be an interesting contest, isn't it, to watch on iFollow? It's going to be the only way that we're going to see it. Yeah, yeah. I think that the home and away thing is interesting. I, I, I wonder how much it's going to play a part because I think, you know, I think a lot of people have noted that in Germany, a lot more away teams are winning. Yeah, seem to, but, yeah. But if you look... I think on the on the Guardian podcast, I think Archer and Tuck, who's their German coverage, was on it, and he said for the two or three months before that, it really wasn't much different. Which was which is interesting, you know. It, it depends how fixtures fall. It depends, you know, if Bayern Munich, Borussia Dortmund, Bayern, Bayern Leverkusen, and Borussia Gladbach are all away one weekend, chances are they're all going to win. It, it it's a weird one for the fixtures. So you do wonder how much chance it will, or how much a difference it will make. But I think what you'll see maybe which I think might help me. What will affect is in terms of home and away is who you're playing on the road rather than the fact that you're playing on the road. So like Millwall have got two relatively local games away. You know, we've got QPR and Charlton. But yeah. the travel is, in this time, travel's going to be a problem because I think yeah. teams need to go three three coaches up, I think. So they I'm can't told, necessarily yeah. stay overnight. Hotels are a bit of a problem as well. Exactly. So they like to, Millwall normally like to travel up on the train before a game and coach back afterwards for yeah. away travel. Um, that's obviously not going to be possible. Um, yeah, or, so or probably less possible. So, in terms of just normal, normal day to day in their job, their job will change like all of our jobs will change in prep and stuff like that. Um, it was interesting. I mean, the players have given away quite a lot. I mean, if you follow a lot of them on Instagram around their sort of what they have and haven't been doing. Aidan mm. O'Brien is a, a very complex character, isn't he? Um, he, he <laughs> do he do strike, expand. I'm interested. He does strike me. <laughs> he does strike me as the kind of person that just is a football player by pure chance, um, by pure ability. There's no, there's no intelligence to Aidan um, in terms of his nutritional savvy. He's, um, but during lockdown, to be fair to him, he's uh, he's bought this HelloFresh subscription. It turns up, it's pre-prepared meals. And you can see him going from, they obviously got the shout before we did because he's gone from eating sort of whatever he wanted to suddenly, you know, there's a lot more chicken, a lot more grilled fish, a lot more, you right. know, it's completely, that was sort of two weeks ago. So it's quite interesting. I think they knew a lot earlier than what they've been letting on that this was, this was yeah. on the cards. As, as the, yeah, I think that the, the, the because there was, there was the whole story like QPR weren't happy with the release. I think everyone knew. I think Gary Rowett spoke on the not top twenty point. I think he got he was saying that they knew it would be back pretty much in line with the Premier League. They didn't know the exact day or anything. So I think they knew. I mean, I, I think Gary Rowett said on that as well. Actually, and we wonder that you'll be happy with Nick that uh, Murray Wallace his fitness has got even better. 
I the fittest man did, at the club, I, I understand, right? Apparently, I think he did a, a 5K in something like 14 or 15 minutes, I think. Blimey. And, uh, you know... McCarthy's not getting that left-back spot back, is he? He's no, I, I don't think he is. He's got a problem with there. So, um, no, it'd be interesting to see what sort of state the players are in. I liked uh, the pictures that came out on Twitter with everyone back, but with just slightly longer hair than usual. No, 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 Jaden Sancho scandals at Millwall. No one's had their haircut, it seems, <laughs> no. other than by their girlfriend using their um, their, their, their own clothes. Connor Mahoney, Millwall accept many things, but we do not Connor accept man guns. <laughs> He's got the Alice band on the yes. nature. John Marquez tried rocking that, that didn't work yeah. for him either. Well, the, um, I think. I think it'll be it'll, it'll be good for um, Mahoney that no fans are in a stadium if he does. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to ask you about that because Mahoney. And to a degree, possibly, uh, Jerry Scalak, who I was quite scathing about in one of the previous shows. I actually named him my top five poorest. That's really song. fine, mate. Not when you think about how much money we've paid and the lack of return. Um, that because, is true. You know, I, 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 he's a very average, so far. And possibly, I'm mm. hoping, like Connor who I think has a lot more natural, innate talent. I was looking at the goal that he scored against um, Luton. Orange, Luton. Orange yeah. Team. yeah, Luton. Um, that was a brilliant run. That was a brilliant feint at the edge of the penalty. That was a brilliantly put away shot. Not everyone can do that. Maybe, maybe Jury Scalak can do that. We've not seen any hint so far that he can do that. And now will be a very good time in the, what, is it nine games of the season left? Now will be a very good nine time games, to... Yeah. Start showing maybe ramming those words down. If he listens, I don't, I doubt he does, but it would be nice to see him caring about that kind of um taunt. But given that we've paid take your pick from 650,000 to upwards to, to somewhere near a million for him, and he's a Czech international, and he was talking about um, you know, Euro 2021 20, now. Um, I've seen not one sign of anything that says that that's that's a possibility. Um, was very ill. I I I I understand this, but I don't think I, I'm not trying to play. I'm not trying to defend him. I'm, what I'm trying to do is that I don't think we've ever seen the best of him, and for whatever reason that is, whether or not he will ever be the player he was for Brighton, because he had an illness and he had he was coming back from an injury. Um, and maybe. and some players, maybe. some players just don't like the den, do they? And and maybe he doesn't like no. the den. Maybe he doesn't like scoring a cunt all the time and and so on and so forth. But but this is this is what's going to be missing. This is what I'm this is what I'm intrigued about. How much difference that will be made may, that will make to the the event? Because unless we're going to can noise in, and I've seen games played in Germany um, mm. where they have canned um, crowd noise, and I watched the rugby game in Australia. Um, they can, and it's quite effective in the sense that you're watching it, and you can you're prepared to go along with the fact there's a roaring crowd when there isn't. Um, Sounds a bit Charlton, though. Yeah, <laughs> unless they're going to be canning in abuse, then um, you know it's not going to be the same at the den. You know, same I think they they could can if they want if the club need any any raw footage from the den. I've got plenty on my my microphone. Um, well, I think it's interesting Lindham. with with Scalax. I, I I tend to agree. I think with H that. We, I, I've personally just not seen enough of him. I think every time he's had such a stop-start career that, or not career, but time at Mill at least, and it's not always been his fault. Like, you know, this summer he spoke about getting fit and wanting to be better and, you know, openly admitting that he didn't wasn't good enough and he was kind of chomping at the bit to get going again. Mm. And, you know, that's that's less about Mill and probably more about the Euros that was coming up. But fine, if a player wants to be the best player in the league and get to the into the Euro squad rather than because it's for Millwall, then that's fine by me if he's playing in the Millwall shirt. But I think the first chance he got, he got injured. And then he was out injured while Rowett took over. And I mean Rowett hasn't seemed to fancy him at all since he's uh since he's been at the club. So maybe lockdown with the more subs and you know the 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 quick turnover of games, we're gonna need to use players. And you know it could be yeah. a chance for him to get some minutes under his belt. Did you know, I read the uh, the Premier League's got a five substitute system? I don't know if we're going to be the Championship would yeah. do the same. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. because of subs. fitness, I guess. Um, yeah, it's purely purely for like yeah to avoid injuries. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry, and some well less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs. United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. 
no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. You are listening to Achten Millwall. The last time Millwall played, chaps, it was a resounding win up there at Nottingham Forest. I'm just going to read out the 11 that started up there at Forest. Um, Bielkowski, back line then of uh, Romeo, Hutchinson, Jake Cooper, Murray Wallace. A midfield of Jed Wallace, Malumbi, Ryan Woods, Shane Ferguson and Mason Bennett. I'll put him in the midfield. I don't know where you'd put him, Ryan, but I'll, I'll put him in the midfield. And up front, the hat-trick hero himself, Matt Smith. Um, I can't see much past that as a starting eleven on the 20th. What do you two, two boys think for your starting eleven? What do you think, H? I think you lose Ryan Woods, but that's my opinion. I don't wow. see what he brings you. I think you lose Ryan. Would well, you bring you... Williams back in in his place, or would you put him in his place? Ah, you put the boy Wonder in, didn't you? You put the best midfielder in the championship in. Ben Thompson. Of course you do. You build the time. You know, Aaron watches more games than me. Aaron goes to games. Aaron thinks he's the best number ten in the championship. Now, why would you not? I think if you put yeah. um, if you put Thompson in, you move. I'd take Ferguson out for Thompson. Move Bennett across. Yep. Yeah. I think. And play two up front. Well, no, just play because I think in that that Forest game, Bennett played behind Smith just off of him, and and Ferguson was a bit more defensive. So it's kind of a four-two-three-one-four-two-two kind of like twist. So I think if you play Thompson in just behind the striker and push Bennett wide, and I think Bennett's looked really good wide. Yeah. Um, I thought yeah, he looked, if, I thought he looked very good up there at Forest, and you know, I know yeah, that's probably the first time we've seen him where he's been in the game fit to 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 the level. Can he, can he play against Derby? Um, I doubt he will. Doubt. Most teams don't don't yeah. uh, let local Ooh, players play. I mean, there may this, be a chance for Ben to come in. Then is, Harry, this, is this before or after he uh, he drove past with yeah. the tip? <laughs> I mean, he's, he's very well, they're, they're holding. Basically, if we can afford to sign him, let's sign him because I like him. I like him already. I quite like him a lot. I think he's very much a player after my own art. I don't like you. Fuck off. Right, yeah. I've done, you know, the drink driving thing, all right, but he was out to drive by the club. A bit like Richard Keogh. When Richard Keogh's fit, if yeah. Millwall can pick Richard Keogh fit up, because this has extended that as well. By the way, if Richard Keogh is fit, Millwall should sign Richard Keogh. I have no absolute problem with that. I know people have a problem with drink driving, but that's I'm, not, I'm here to win football matches as a supporter. I'm not here to judge people on their moral standing. No, I mean, if, podcast, and, and this is this is a very moral <laughs> podcast, <laughs> listeners. This is a very moral podcast. Um, no, I mean I, Mason Bennett. I mean, I I think that um, he looked good against Forest, and you got a sense mm-hmm. that there was a player improving game by game, minute by minute, almost. They've yeah. all had a three month break. Um, Thompson mm-hmm. hasn't started for a long time, so I'd be surprised if he actually does start. Yeah, I think he had a big role to play, boys, back don't you? In, in, in the remaining yeah, I think off the bench, possibly definitely will. Definitely. I think Thompson, will, you'll see his impact. And I think what's interesting, because it'll be, well, not the first time, but, you know, an early chance for Rowett to get to work with Thompson. And I think he'll be, Thompson's almost more a better team than when he was injured. You know, I think when when he got injured, we were kind of steadying the ship. And I think Rowett's kind of done that. And is looking, I think the Forest game was an example of it in terms of him kicking us on. So Thompson yeah. coming into a side that is kicking on a bit rather than being steadied. So I think when Rowett first came in, it was a bit hard to see where Thompson was going. If he wasn't in the midfield two and he wasn't on the left. But now if Mill can be a bit more confident, play a 4-2-3-1, like you said, like he'll fit in right there perfectly. And I think he'll give something else to the team. Absolutely. I also think that it's the first time all season that we've got five central midfielders fit. 
Mm. Yeah, um, they have the probably done the stuff. You got, you got, you got Leonard, right? Who, yeah. Regardless, Ryan whatever Leonard. Thinks, against Leeds yeah. in that first twenty-five minutes, he was brilliant, right? And I then he got injured. Really Completely forgotten his name. I, th- I think, I think Ryan Leonard's um, actually quite good. <laughs> I think he's actually pretty good. I think he's this season. He's he was playing really, really well. I think he was maybe was best centre mid until he got injured this so far this season. I mean, probably Malumbi close second, but he was playing really well. And like you say, that that option, th- those options in midfield, and I think we're probably going to maybe see a bit of Billy Mitchell playing. Yeah, yeah, he might, yeah. he'll probably, he'll probably have a role to play in terms of just keeping it fresh and rotating. Because, like we said earlier um, on the WhatsApp, you know, we don't know if Woods and Malumbi are going to be playing at the moment. Would you I, not? Would you play them at the beginning to just knacker them out because well, you don't know if you can keep them? Do well, you understand what I mean? Because then it's not no, your problem. Yeah. But I think loan, the yeah. loan, so the loan deals, if nothing is done by, about it, which I imagine something will be done about it, but if nothing's done about it, then I imagine they'd end on the 30th of June, which is, you know, the third, the day of the third game. So I don't think they'd probably be able to play in that one. So what, we get so two games? Did they stop the, I know it's the 30th of June, but in theory before, I can't remember who it was, was it Henry or someone got extended so they could play in the playoffs if we did? And obviously, would there be there was like a, a a loophole to the rule that they could bring in? I think it's a contractual thing, isn't it? Yeah, I think, <clears throat> I think you'd have to negotiate with the club and probably have to negotiate with the player because, as we've seen yeah. with in very very different circumstances, a different situation. But the Lyle Taylor thing at Cholmond, players have yeah. to look after themselves as much as any club mm. club versus club um, debate that may take place. Couldn't happen to a nicer club, could it? <laughs> Well, I think I think what's what's lucky for Mill actually with that sort of situation. You mentioned Lyle Taylor thing is, I think Rowett said that we don't have basically any players out of contract. I think we've got one who's looking like they're going to leave, and apparently they want to stay anyway. So we don't really have that problem. And then if you look at the loan players we've got, we've got Malumbi who, okay, had an injury problem last summer and the beginning of this season that kind of really he really suffered from. But he's a young player who probably wants to play as much football as possible. Got a long yeah, yeah. career ahead of him. No, he's not going to be. He's not going to be. No, he won't be here next season. I, I don't think. But he's not going to be going. I don't want to play these last games. No. Personally, we've got Ryan Woods, who you know maybe not now, but before it looked like we were basically going to buy off of Stoke at the end of the season. I still, think we will. I don't. I, I I wouldn't be surprised if we do. It depends on the price because Stoke paid a lot of money for him, so it depends what we can get it down I, to. I, I don't think it will come down to what clubs paid for him. I think it'll be wage bills because I don't think you'll be able to afford yeah, yeah, the wages people have got anymore. And but I think. Problem, yeah, problem for next season, really. But you're right about the. You'd, you'd, you'd think that the loan would be resolved, but who knows? We'll, we'll, we'll wait to see on that front. But I think you're right. So. But then, and then you've got Bennett as well. I think who. He's out, like, like, he's out of contract and I'd, I'd love to have him at Millwall to be honest from the first three games we've had of him um, he with, he's still young he's with Rowett at Burton weren't he on not much money um, he was on I think he went on loan that lonely, yeah, so, for a few games but so injury, I think he's, every loan he's been on has just been ruined by injury and then he was at Rowett at Derby obviously as well when he was there yeah um, so he knows him I, I think it'll be I think it'll be a done deal I think that was always the idea of why he chose yeah. us I think it was like a yeah, huge I think it was like a, tr- a little trial period, really, for Millwall and him. Huge, huge amount rests on a decent finish for Millwall. You think what's at stake here? And I think sometimes, because we've had a three-month break and, you know, it's been a long season one way or the other, you forget that actually we are going for playoff spots. Yes. With a, with a chance. Yeah. With a good chance. With a very good we're, chance. We're talking about a decent bunch of players there. I mean, you know, I've, I've been unkind to Jury Skalak, but, you know, I want to see him succeed. Um all of the other players are the loan deals you hope are going to get straightened out. But we're in with a shot. We're in with a big chance here. Um, mm-hmm. Our running, um, potentially, starting with Derby, because um, they, they, although they are on the outskirts of um, the possible playoff range, are not really contenders. So we, we, have, we, we have a real chance here, and the rewards of success are huge, potentially, for players like um, the likes of Jed and the likes of... Um, uh, you know Ben Thompson and the others. This, I mean, if you get promoted to the Premier League, you are on the fast road to becoming a millionaire, yes. aren't you? You know, this is an entire. Yeah. I know it's, money's not the only thing in this world, but it's a big, big thing, and that's a big enticement. Yeah. And it's also interestingly a big thing for you know the senior players like who signed contract extensions. You think about it, you know it's Will, Sean Williams, yeah, who, yeah, and, yeah. and Sean Hutchinson. You know, even if they weren't to feature 
in uh, in the Premier League, so we're promoted, which I imagine everyone would get their chance at Club by Mill. But you know, they've got big contracts, or they've got con- they've got security. You know, they're not going to be thrown aside by a team on the up, which is interesting. So yeah, Williams. I mean, people like Williams would look at it as this is the perfect opportunity for him because he would get um, a lot more. Not game time, but if he had a good game in the Premier League, that could be a island call up for the the playoffs whenever yeah. they're rescheduled to be stuff like that. You get a lot more, um, a bit like what happens to David Ford, obviously. You you get yeah. more you get more eyes on you the higher you play. Um, we would have been fifth if we had had Rowett since the start of the season. Like if you'd taken the points, we'd have been fifth. So this side isn't bad, right? And we haven't really. I'll be totally honest. There's been games where we've been brilliant. There has been some games where we've been terrible and we've still yeah. got points. Now, yeah. that, is, that is the mark of a truly great side, right? When you're bad <laughs> and you win. It is so Millwall. And it has, I had the bet the day that Harry Scott Cardiff manager, right? And uh, the, the show it on the screen now. Millwall Cardiff playoff final, 150 to 1. <laughs> you're all close, and I, because it is Millwall. <laughs> That was Millwall in a nutshell, because and now just lay on COVID on top of it. So you've gone from the last time that we were in a decent position as a club before we went up in the first division '88. We we were pretty much on the on the stand. We were building a great side before the war. The war happened. Yeah, we were then got we were an unlucky and club. We were scared, <laughs> right? we, we, it's either going to go one way or the other. That's what I'm trying to say. We'll either have to yeah. sell Jed for six quid after this and it'll be worth yeah. nothing or we're gonna you know it'll be kale mark two four million pounds you go how did they sign him for four million quid some silly bloke off dragon's den thought it was good business um so yeah we we we, we don't know what's gonna happen do we we don't yeah. know how they're all gonna rise to the challenge about the crowd it would be lovely if they'd blew it wouldn't it i mean talking about the league as a whole what is a lot of that would be the best that would be wonderful and it'd be wonderful if charlton go down as well charlton will go down can we relegate them on the fourth well, that would be i nice doubt it because right. it's, it's quite it's quite tight but it's interesting i think because you know before lockdown obviously emil had a Really good win against Forest, which I think is our best performance of the season, yeah, if not definitely, oh, agree, definitely yeah. our best I performance think, under Rowett. Yeah, yeah, I think and that I and think, Brentford, the two games that have stood out. Yeah, the Brentford one was very professional, but I think in terms of like you know blowing a sideway where yeah, yeah, I think you know from the Sky coverage, no one expected that to happen. Um, and I think you know the fact that we couldn't build on that is annoying. But then you look at Mills running, and we're we're playing teams who are either in a relegation battle or mid-table with nothing to play for, you then start to ask, you know, are the mid-table teams who are having to come back, are they going to care? Because if they're safe, they if, at Swansea, at Blackburn, QPR maybe, Huddersfield maybe by the end of the, by the, end of the season, are they going to care? Or I, 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 I mean, I wonder. We don't know. I, I, yeah. I think, just, and I'm maybe reading a lot into Lyle Taylor. I don't know. I might be reading too much into Lyle Taylor. I think there will be a lot of players with um, a very uncertain future ahead of them, which I regret because I don't like to see that for anybody trying to earn a living. But there'll be a lot of players not wanting to get injured, very fearful of what next season may bring and already looking at probably reduced pay and who knows what else. So I'm hoping to work to our advantage, Harry, that there will be players afraid to put the tackle in and afraid of an injury and hopefully that yeah, will work out. Yeah, I, I think what you're, what you're alluding to there is the togetherness of a tight-knit squad, a small squad that we do have, yeah. will actually kind of play to your advantage because there's no, there's no, there's no big-time Charlie's looking for a move because every football yeah. player at their own club will know how bad their financial situation is. Absolutely. They will work bad the people of how yeah. bad the club's financial situation is. You know, Sheffield Wednesday, bang in trouble, Reading, bang in trouble. It's half... The, the teams in the championship, Birmingham points deduction, you know, you sit there and you look at it. Um, yeah. And Millwall just... supposedly are fine. Um, four million pound loss in the grand scheme of things is a lot Compared of money. to everyone else in the league, that's nothing. Nothing, that is, you know. Nothing. Um, so, you know, the only thing that I'm concerned of, and that is a concern, is that if we get out and start this fast, you know, say Millwall go and win the first three games. Hard yeah. task, but they're going to win the first three games. You're suddenly there. But the difference is now is sometimes pressure doesn't help Millwall. You know, we'd go yeah. to Hull 
and I'd expect us to get right. beat by Hull. Like if uh, you were naming that running, Millwall were going to get no, beaten by Hull. But, but then, but then you've got to factor in in, in a bizarre way because our, our great weapon is our home advantage. But you've also got this kind of very Millwall um, pressure that comes from the big game. I, yeah. you know, I, I think of all the big games I've ever been to watching Millwall. It's almost self-destruction, you know. I mean, I'm thinking back to um, the Birmingham game in the early 2000s, where it becomes overwhelming. Now you want a Friday night. Yeah, you won't have that, um, and it's going to be a very strange sequence of games because potentially with a couple of wins, and you know, we, it, it could all fall apart quite quickly. But a couple of wins, and it's game on. But you won't have that crowd pressure on your back and it's going to yeah. be pretty yeah. interesting to see how that, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, never been so before as much as I mean, a loss that we uh, don't have the crowd obviously from a positive stance I, I agree with you Nick that Millwall fans can be somewhat impatient and if and if we're if we're playing you know certain teams and it's a slow paced game which it probably will be anyway because of fitness but if it's not quite going Millwall's way you know they could be bruised by half time if we're sitting in seventh but uh you know, it could. You never know. It could help the players. It's it's an odd one. You just don't know how with it's going to work out. With Brentford playing um, Fulham, I mean that's quite a you know. That, that's that, a really big derby, I'm told. Yeah, a real, real fired up game. You know. Yeah, yeah, but I don't think <laughs> I don't think people will know much of the different atmosphere between Fulham. And Brentford. <laughs> It'd be exactly the same, would it? Um, there'll be games like that. Reading pretty much all their games yeah, will be the any same. Of so their we'll, games. Yeah, no, any of their games, but there'll be certain teams that will gain a massive advantage out of it. But Leeds, yeah. Leeds lose so much, don't they? Really? Yeah, it's true. It's true. Leeds lose absolutely everything, and Wishful I reckon. Well, well, no, but they do. They lose fifty. They lose thirty, forty thousand people every week, giving it yeah. marching on together well, and whatever. I think what's what's interesting with that is the, the Leeds one. Uh, you know, because of the such an intense football they play and the energy. One, obviously, the fitness might be an issue for that, but like. It's a bit, a bit like Millwall, to be fair, when we're playing like high-intensity football where the crowd, the energy from the crowd really helps the players over, li- over the line, yeah. you know. Mm. And, you know, maybe Leeds will use this as a rest and uh, come back stronger. But, I mean, it, I mean I'm mean, i not too concerned about Leeds. If they, if they got promoted, that's how it is. I would like to see them absolutely collapse. But, I mean... The perfect, the perfect scenario for me, it, it really is, if we can't go up, is Leeds stay down, West Ham get relegated and Cholton stay up. Because next season... That, uh, because then I'll I'll go on whatever march you want me to go on to stop the season until we can turn up. Because that will be, those are games I want to go to. I want to see games like we, that. You know, so we can have spectators next season. I just want to before we close, I just want to touch on the um, the the ways that you can get to watch this this uh, extravaganza yeah. football. So season ticket holders uh, will get the, an I follow access code. One one code apparently, as I understand it, stand to be corrected one code per season ticket. So if you have um, two or three or four season tickets in your household, you're going to get four codes. So, Can you uh, that code? Well, I was reading the, um, <laughs> the Supporters Club tweets the other day and they were kind of implying that you can give them away or flog them. I, I don't know. I don't know how it's going to work. But They're out to yeah. you, would not they? I can't. Well, that's right. I can't see what's stopping you. I mean, if you, know, if you've got the TV on you home, it someone you iPad, um, what's to stop you giving it to somebody else? But there we are. Yeah. I, I mean, we, we'll see. Um, otherwise, who's on the iFollow coverage these days? What the the commentary? Yeah, uh, it's it's um, it's Billy Billy um, Taylor and um, Carl Bates. Billy Carl Taylor. Bates. Yeah, they do it as a so that, so that be, so presumably so he'll be iFollow, but then yeah. oh, this would have been a good I question find... for Aaron, wouldn't it? Because what happens with people like Aaron? Are they allowed there? Oh, I mean, I mean, I, I spoke could to they, Aaron could earlier. they not in Kent like um, well, media th- they get tested? Thing, yeah, within well media coverage. That basically is that that person is now assigned to that club. They have to be tested the same as the club do. Guess so. If you go, that's interesting. I think. I think. I mean, that's surely a decent idea. I mean, I don't think it's. Well, how it's worked at the moment is uh, that I think. Well, elsewhere, a lot of TV coverage, like some people are doing it from home. So some of the German football people are literally um, like we're doing now, from home. zooming yeah. in or something. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. some of them, some of them Very have been going to games. I think it was an interesting <laughs> thing in the EFL statement. They said that the radio, the national broadcast for radio, was given to Talk Sport. So I wonder maybe if they will allow Talk Sport commentators at the game. Mm-hmm. But in terms of, like, I think from what I understand, I should be able to go. I might be able to go as a journalist to, you know, to write the games as I normally would. I think with social distancing measures in place. So I don't know actually. I haven't heard anything about the limits or numbers of people that are allowed in the ground and tested. 
I think accredited media must must be able to get in there. I mean, with with, with suitable. But I mean, you're gonna have a big stadium, so even if you're not saying that's the, the thing. Place. I think distancing is easy to do when you only let twenty people into the ground. You know, yeah. but um, but then that's my that's my point about you know you go into a ballot, they suddenly get you know as this goes further and further down the line, we start off with no fans, we suddenly end up with a ballot that you can have hundred in East Lower, hundred up. That's uh, yeah, uh, that's an interesting uh, thing. I think I think yeah, that might yeah. be a thing going forward. Yeah, I can I can see it being yeah. the first five games. What will be really interesting, though, is how people will try and play on that and say that that's now an advantage for that team. Because, you know, eventually, say by the 4th of July when we played Cholton or whatever, and Cholton are allowed 400 fans there. I mean, you won't hear them because it won't be worth anything. But, you know, that, that, that will be, you know, people will try to use, oh, well, they had the advantage, they had more home games or whatever. Look, at the end of the day, this season, it's about playing it to its conclusion. It's for financial yeah. reasons in the sense that the Premier League want the championship to finish, in my opinion, just solely so they can have three teams go up and three teams go down because they realise it would have cost them too much money to have the argument over what bottom And, and the legal costs of not, up. not allowing that, of course. That, yeah. Well, I don't know, um, actually. Well, the thing with that is that the Premier League, I don't think, do want relegation and promotion. Well, some don't, but I mean, it, it would be I the mean, the Premier League in general will not want promotion and relegation, but they understand yeah. that unfortunately, they have to be. For, unfortunately for them, they sit at the top of something called the football pyramid, and they, yeah. they if all seventy-two of those teams use their loaf, they can tuck them right up over all this. If they, they, they literally can, and I, I, it, it will be a very, very, I mean, like him or dislike him, is very clever man. Andy Ambler, as our chief executive, was a very astute man in terms of FA committees um, and that's the kind of thing he would be putting together with other chairmen now I'm not saying Steve Kavanagh isn't doing that yeah. but I would assume that there will be a very robust case put forward regarding Sky's treatment of the clubs going forward and looking at other options I know they got burnt in the early 2000s with the IEV digital, digital yeah. but we are completely in a different way of um, looking at media, I would be more likely to watch. I mean, even in this, if you had had a football league Netflix, right? Yeah, I'm more interested in watching that than fucking. Oh yeah, no, I'd, I'd subscribe to that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think, I think I, it, I, it comes I think, down to people's. It comes down to availability, really. Yeah. I think. I think. I think anything, anything that you can do, you need to go. So, I mean, Netflix have already done a brilliant... I mean, the best football documentary is Sunderland Till I Die, isn't it? Uh, out of all of them, out of all these ones to watch, because it's so honestly yeah. Brent-esque and terrible, which football clubs won't like, but fans will love that. They want that content. So yeah. the way that we absorb media, the fact that you can watch a game on your phone, a 20-minute highlight package, and they pick one game from the three divisions they've got for a Saturday 3 o'clock kickoff, I think it's perfectly acceptable. Yeah. No, I think that, I think that's the way it is. I think, but the, sure. the way is away from Sky Television. They have proven that they are not to be trusted. They they have acted like custodians of the game, and they are no better than FIFA as an organisation. They have come to tap you up. They have not come to help you in your hour of need, just like IEV Digital didn't before. Now, no TV company is going to help you, but the fact of the matter is that there is more money in make. It's more accessible as well. Seven pound a month for Netflix is a lot more accessible than whatever your Sky subscription is—a hundred, two hundred, three hundred pound, yeah, whatever. I agree. And this literally—it's not hard to set up the football clubs. I know they're skint at the moment, but going with Quest, going with whoever you want, going with the BBC, literally undercut Sky. Now, going with Acton Millwall, we can set up a TV show. I'll do the commentary, yeah. Yeah, I'll do some brilliant commentaries on Charlton versus Wickham. And there's Gareth Ainsworth there with his silly long hair. Yeah, he's this, this broadcast was brought to you by go and get your haircut.com. No, I think it's interesting. I think it is. I think, like you said, H, this isn't something that's going to come to a resolution when the, when the curtain's drawn on the 30th of July. This is, this is COVID's going to. It's the start. It's the start. I think, it, I long, think long it should. Time. I think that you've got to keep the, this is the, this is what annoys me about, you know, the global events at the moment, the message and the, the, the things to strike on are lost within all the noise, right? You've yeah. got to drill down on what you want. There's a lot of noise. Tories are cunts, Labour are cunts, this one's a cunt, that one's a cunt. There's a lot of noise. What do you want, right? I want football clubs to be solvent. Uh, I want them to be treated with respect. I want fans yep. to not have to be have their games changed three days before. 
the game and they've paid for travel, right? All these things have been allowed to happen since 1992 because of one company. Another company come to chat for them. They overreached. They didn't realize that no one could watch it and they had to have a channel and a different box. The way we consume media has completely changed. Yeah. Amazon done it on a one-day turnover. I wonder, Amazon will never tell you how many people extra subscribe. They'll claim it was because of Christmas or whatever, or they'll try and spin the numbers the other way and say it wasn't because of Christmas, it was yeah. because of the thing. But they made so much money off that, that Netflix are the only ones that haven't got involved. You go to them. You know, if you don't build it, if you build it, let them come. You know, if you go to them and go, we're willing to do this deal and just throw it at them and go, you can have what you want. A five or a month. We're going to close the conversation, chaps. Um, tell me quickly, what is the one thing you've missed the most during lockdown? Football or anything else, I suppose? Um, going to like football matches, to be honest. Yeah. You know, I think that would be the same any any time. You know, regardless of this, regardless of with with football, I think I've always been raised as a fan who goes to matches. I know for a lot, a lot of fans, that is just simply not the case. Most fans see football as a TV show. Yeah. And but you know I'm someone who has been going since a kid, and I love going to live football match. I love the atmosphere. I love just watching a game of football in front of me, and that's what I've missed. And I, I can't wait to get to go back. So it's yeah. the, act, the actual the actual act of going to the football. What about you, Harry? What have you missed? Uh, I suppose I missed the match day routine that that it gives you structure to your week. Um, I'm still mm. at work, so it's a bit different for me that I'm not at home <coughs> all the time, but. The waking up on a Saturday, oh, I've been at work all week. All right, what have I got to look forward to at the weekend? Oh, fuck all. I could sit outside for a can of Guinness. <laughs> I can do fuck all else, really. You now I'll watch TV. No, there's only there's only so many episodes of Only Fools and Horses you can watch on goal before you know you start going insane. I miss the idea of you know I miss uh, it's simple things. You know we go and see my nan before we go to football. So we go and see my nan, then we walk and have our hair cut, then we then we go to football and whatever's the world's your oyster. And you see, thing is, there's people that I've gone and sat with for years that I don't know their names, but I know their faces. Yeah, this is yeah. a very football yeah. type thing, and all that kind of. It's where blokes go to de-stress. This is also yeah. why you'll never get rid of swearing at football. Because no, no, it's, 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 it's weak, a release, isn't it? It's, a, it's your weak frustration out. at your work colleagues that you can't, in this day and age, tell them what you really <laughs> think. So you go and tell 11 poor blokes on the football pitch what you think of your work colleagues and them. And that is, that's pretty much what football is to me, really, I suppose. No, I agree. It's, it's, the, it's the routine. It's the... <clears throat> the familiarity of the drive, the park, the walk down to the back doubles of Bermondsey, down to the <laughs> back bed. doubles, um, oh, and then the sit next to the bird shit, and and all the things, all the re the regular, um, the things that you kind of love in a way, you know. Although sometimes you rail against it and you scream and shout abuse at it, you kind of love it because it's part of part of um, who you are and what you do. Um, and also, if it's not there, it's you know you can carry on. You can certainly life continues, but it's there's something missing. And um, I think we 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 throw it away at our peril. So I'm hoping for some vision from the football authorities. Would you um would you make the club play? Let them come as they walk out because no one's there. Hundred percent. I was thinking about that the other day. I think it's got to. You've got to do it. I think so. I also think that after the rumour about them getting the away train dressing room now being in the Lions Centre, yes. it, should be, it should be greeted with, you know, what you used to have to do as an 11-year-old when you turn up at the Lions Centre, you know, it'd be shit on the floor and fucking... But, you the, know, previous, the previous teams left all their gear laying about. Yeah, the previous kit and the smell of sweat, ingrained sweat into the rafters and... And turn the eating up to eleven. Just make Some, it horrible. Somebody's had a shit in the toilet, cares, and not flushed really. it. You know? Make it horrible. <laughs> no, exactly, all that kind of shit. Yeah. It's great to have you back, Harry. You've been missed, mate. Welcome back to the show. Very Good much. Thank so. you to Ryan. Thank you for your thoughtful input. Thank you to Harry, and thank you to you, dear listeners. Achtung Millwall and the Real Millwall Fan Show are the number one Millwall podcast and we want to hear from you. So get in touch with us. Let us know your thoughts, your views, your rants about all things Millwall. We've got email, achtungmillwall at gmail.com all one word, achtungmillwall at gmail.com You can get in touch with us and leave us a voicemail on 0208 144 0232 That's 0208 144 0232 leave us a voicemail no human will be involved in the receipt of your message 
So give us a shout, tell us what you think about all things Millwall, and the best messages will be read out on air. shop update there was anyone see the um the hawaiian shirt doing the rounds on twitter no, i've seen it. it's bloody but it was a really I mean, I bad i can't believe that's a real product i can't believe right, it. if it is a real product right if we win right this this award i will go up and do the speech live and nick can broadcast <laughs> it live before i get the mic cut on me you know ricky gervais golden globes type speech um and I'll just cunt everyone off. And if you vote for us, I mean, get other people. They don't even have to like me a wall. They don't even have to, just for me to basically tell professional football players why you charge him for a podcast. Basically ask that question. That's all I want. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.